issue 108, 108 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight is Mike. Mike, how's it going? It's going well, Steve. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, how's the weather out there? Uh, we have had freezing rain for the past two going on three weeks now. Okay. Every time you get the ice up, you get another thick layer. It's been a weird year. Right, we have the snow. We have the snow. But joining us from our southern climbs is Daniel. Daniel, how's it going? Oh, it's not feeling southern tonight, my friend. No. We're in like the 30s. Okay. Well, good. It's terrible. I feel, I feel it's better. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. Is that my daughter's soccer practice for an hour and a half today? Oh, my God. That was that was brutal standing in the cold. In outside soccer? Outside? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hang on. Hang uh, on. I have to convert. Let's see here. Oh, that's, yeah. Come on. Hours <laughs> to metric? That's, that's practically t-shirt weather. Oh, so uh, you and your metric weather. Temperature. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, his no. Canadian cold. Uh, that's minus one for Canadians. Yeah. Well, we have a show tonight. We're going to do a show. I'm excited oh, about that. Let's yeah. do a show. What's what's going on? <laughs> we had to make a couple it's, last It's not changes. comparing weather? It's not the, I mean, it's, that could be a hoot. It's not. Mm. Okay. I'm pretty sure Fine. the listeners said that in 100, right? They want more weather banter? Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, any good villain always tries a weather machine control device, right? At some point. Yeah. It's still not working. No. <laughs> <laughs> but bad weather can lead to a state of emergency. Oh my goodness, segue. Oh, what a beautiful segue, sir. That was great. Thanks. But what what do you even mean by that? Well, that's going to be our modular set. We're going to talk about state of emergency tonight. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's only six cards, five by title, and we don't have any lore for that. But I think before we get into that, Daniel, do you have something? You know, there's something on my mind tonight, Steve. Hmm. Uh, we were we got another question from a, a listener, a dear listener. I might add, board game lawyer asked us a question. It's a very simple one, really. All right. He asks, "Why is basic an aspect?" It, it uh, it's mm. not right. It's not. It's not. Okay, that was an easy one. That was cool. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So just remember that, everybody. If something references an aspect, it's not talking about basic cards. No. And Spider Woman cries just a little bit. <laughs> Basics not a sphere. Cool. Thanks for your question. (laughs) (laughs) We could use more questions. If you have questions, Mike will tell you how to get a hold of us later in the show. Yeah. All right. Well, should we talk about this set? Should we look at this thing? Where where do we even get this set, Mike? We get this from the hood. And I got to tell you, at first glance, I mean, you look through those hood sets and there's all these iconic villains and these cool things. And then this is a bunch of side schemes and that's it. At first glance, before you read them, you're like, ah, it's a bit of a letdown because you're right next to Mr. Hyde. You're right next to Crossfire. But uh, I actually like the set a lot. So I'm really excited to talk about this. Mike, where does this um, modular set fall in their little difficulty rankings? 
Oh, you're going to ask me that question? Hang on, I'll pull it out. <laughs> Sorry. I will pull it out. Because Ransacked Armory was three, right? Ransacked Armory was three. State of Emergency is four. Oh, okay. Okay. So as you can see, we are not going in order. We're not going in order at all. I have no idea when Steve is going to release this. <laughs> it will come out on Tuesday. Uh, awesome. That is true. Yeah, yeah. on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. And it will come out after 107, but before 109. Right. So, Mike, you've got a lot to say about these things, yeah? Yeah, I kind of I want to do my little spiel at the end after we've yeah, got you should, cards. Because yeah. then I can put together you know, how they work together in some, some scenarios. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about that. Can I do the first one? Because I love the name. Okay, you can, but yeah. you have to tell a, a story, a lore segment. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> our first side scheme from the set is called Feisty Heist, which lore is that fun to say. Yeah. The villains have somehow identified an unmarked van transporting priceless artifacts. When revealed, discard the highest cost card from your hand. It is three threat per player, has an acceleration token, and three boost icons. Now, guys, you know what feisty means, right? Yeah. Like, and you look at the art here, someone has literally blown up the back of a van to open it up, which A, is a little beyond feisty. That's pretty feisty. Like, your three-year-old nephew is feisty. Oh, oh, a little overly aggressive there. A little, a little too, right? too touchy. And a little, a little spunky. This, this one is yet. Yeah, this goes spirited. more towards funky than feisty. Spirited, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but wouldn't blowing up the van have an uh, like some kind of impact on the things inside it? Uh, not if you do it after you stole them to destroy all evidence of you being there. So you think that's what happened? Yeah, because I think the you mm. reveal it. You're discarding the highest cost card from your hand, which means they've stolen it from you. Then they blow it up. I see. Uh, I like that. But then, yeah. so clearly, the feisty part of this heist happened off camera from this art. Because, like, it would have been kind of a scrappy little something-something to do to get into the van in the first place, right? Yeah, I think so. That's where the feist would have happened. I think Melter just screwed up again. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, what do you guys think of this one? Highest cost card from your hand hey that sounds Wait. bad um i think it's cool this one lost me a game it legit lo lost me a game i was i don't remember what it was but i was yoloing at the end i'm like i got this i got this and i would have had it except that my highest cost card the one that would actually get me through uh, was discarded you I, got feisted and, and heisted i got feisted and heisted and i could have handled <laughs> most of what the game was throwing at me, I just wasn't expecting to lose my highest cost card from my hand. Yeah, it can, pull, it can pull off like a three-cost Gamma Slam, right? Or a swingy web kick, or yeah, uh, one of those expensive attacks where you're like, oh, he's got six left, I do seven, that's it, I'm done. And then he I, takes that card. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it was a card that had overkill, and I had a minion with guard in front of me, and I was, I just said, forget thwarting i just want to get through this and pound the villain and i would have done it would have done it Ugh. except for this card so brilliant like to be hosed by this card and not <laughs> crossfire is is funny yeah that's awesome all right let's move on okay mike i think this is more um your speed from what i hear about shipping going on in canada <laughs> disaster <laughs> <at the top. laughs> yeah 
<laughs> okay, here's your lore segment. So apparently, a freighter caught fire off the coast of British Columbia somewhere, and whatever they had, it was some like phosphor compound in one of these crates, and it just lit. And you can't spray water on it because it's it's reactive to water. So they just had to let it burn down, and uh, the ship survived, but they lost they lost all the crates around it, and. Uh, I still don't know what was in it. We have no idea. Like, I don't know if it was something important. I, I mean, maybe it was just game products for all I care. Maybe that's why some people didn't get their Kickstarters. But uh, I just really hope it wasn't something like important medical supplies or something like that. Okay, I'm going to provide a little soundtrack as you're talking. Is that okay? Yeah. You're, you're supposed to be talking over that. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I was okay. mesmerized. Okay, uh, so <laughs> that wasn't even at the docks. That was that was out to sea. But uh, it still still is happening. Twenty 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 one, and I mean that was after all the shipping crises, like the, yeah. the weird bottleneck in the Suez Canal. How's but that wait, why is Mike getting all his uh, packs before we are, Steve? If it's such a disaster up there, uh, who knows? Anyway. Good yeah. question, because my packs come from the States, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway, God. yeah. Must be the docks in, like, Grand Marais, Michigan or something. Anyway, I go ahead. No idea. No idea. It's probably in the Great Lakes. Okay, I'm going back to my song so you can do the flavor text. Ready? All right, here we do, go. A container ship has run ashore and is now sitting on the dock of Bay. Wait, sitting where? On the dock. Of the bay. Sitting on the dock of the, of the bay. bay. <laughs> Watching the tide. I'm glad that they've. They're just. Caleb and Michael are. They're getting so many good songs in here. Yeah. yeah. Wherever they can. All right. Oh, it's, Sorry. it's great. And Keep going, I'm, Mike. I'm happy that. Like, Feisty Heist is better than, than Breaking and Taken, I think. Disaster at the docks. Okay. Oh, well, well breaking and taking is great because the flavor text is so fantastic. Yeah. But all right, now that we know we're sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting hey, this time. Is a card. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this has three threat per player. Mm. Only two boost icons, mm. but it has an acceleration icon on it. When revealed, take three indirect damage. Uh, okay. Who? That'd be the person uh, that revealed it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, mm. you know. Three indirect damage. I mean, it's it's one of those cards that may not mean anything, or it may mean the world if you just happen to have a modular set that has tons of direct damage in it. I'm I'm curious. So far, out of the two of these, actually all of them, how they'll play. We shuffle them into Sandman that we saw. Oh yeah, dealing more indirect damage and acceleration mm. icons. So I'm curious <laughs> how that swap will work. And it's thematically appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a nice little card. I do. Yeah, you're hanging out by the docks. The ship smashes. Are you there? Are your friends there? Who's there? Takes damage. So, what's next, Steve? Okay, hot pursuit. Woo 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 woo. So hot pursuit does not have any flavor text on it, but I'm gonna look at the art here. So what we have here is the supervillain named Armadillo stealing purses. By the look of it, right? <laughs> he is. He it's is. Wait, no, it's right. a bag full of money. No, it's a purse full of money. No, They're it looks like duffel bags. Yeah. Okay, so that's clearly Armadillo, otherwise okay. known. All right. 
otherwise known as Antonio Rodriguez from San Antonio, okay. Texas. Right. Antonio underwent several days of the power broker treatments from Dr. Carlin, and he got subjected to this experimental process that combined his genetic material with the genetic material of an armadillo. So he's like mutated monstrous armadillo with superhuman powers. I guess he can run fast because he's being chased by cars, but I don't think of, when I think of an armadillo, I don't think of speed, but apparently he can move at speeds comparable to the finest human athletes. So, Which apparently is faster than a speeding cop car. Right. And that's a, I mean, that cop car, the lights on it, it sort of looks like Ecto-1 to me from Ghostbusters. It does. But yeah, it's, it's a little funny, but so there we go. We have armadillo. Stealing purses, being chased by the Ghostbusters. So let's see how that reveals uh, with the stats on the car. <laughs> uh, when revealed, <laughs> when revealed, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a minion is discarded. Then put that minion into play engaged with you. Uh, three threat per player. It has three boost icons and an acceleration token. And it's safe to assume that the minion comes engaged with you while holding two purses. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully. Yes. All right. Yeah. No, that's hey, that's fine. Yeah, the side scheme fetches a minion, so any other set's gonna have a minion in it. And then it sits there with an acceleration or mm-hmm. three boost, another three boost in this set. So Or it uh, whiffs and you just empty the villain deck and that's another acceleration counter. Right. Yep. Hmm. Sets I like it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm not sure there's a ton to say about it, but it's I think we've said all we can say about yeah. I am, I am a fan of minion fetching. Yep. Well, next, gentlemen, we have the offshore inferno. A raging fire has engulfed a coastal oil rig, trapping much of the crew. Ooh. When revealed, discard the lowest cost card you control. Three threat for player, two boost icons, and an acceleration token like all of them have had. I like that. They yeah. all share that. Um, discard the lowest cost card you control. Now... I don't understand how that thematically makes sense since, you know, I mean, like, this is oil. I don't like, this know. This is wealth. They, they don't treat their employees well. This is wealth up in smoke. <laughs> I guess you're right, Mike. Yeah. Um, well, maybe the the fire from the rig is damaging nearby property and, the you know, the lowest cost is the weakest thing. So the, those nearby suffer more. You know, like they're not actually the people on the rig. This is this is interesting because this doesn't feel like a villain created problem, right? It's just like well, that's the same as disaster. The docks is not a villain created problem, right? A container ship is run ashore. These are just sort of random weird things that a true hero has to deal with. It's it's all just distractions. Yeah, you're a true villain. You want to you got your main scheme in hand. You're distracting the heroes with all these little things. Maybe you're paying people off to start fires or, or something. And that's why you got an acceleration token on all these cards. They're all helping your scheme because all that attention is elsewhere. Nice. Yep. Good. Good. Now, quick rules. Question about lowest cost. So a resource card like Genius or something like that has no cost. So it uh, couldn't be discarded for this, right? You, it's you control. So it's not in your hand this time. Oh, I didn't even see it. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So the other one was highest cost card in your hand. This is lowest cost you control, which, I mean, sometimes that hurts if it's your endurance and you needed that. Yeah. Right. Yep. A- any of those one cost um, upgrades, two cost resource generators, 
uh, it could be some attachment you or upgrade you've put on an ally, like an honorary Avenger, which then kills somebody off because they don't have any health left. Um, this seems more annoying than uh, backbreaking. Yeah, I think if yeah. it hits just right, like I think that endurance could be a real uh, backbreaker if you know you only have three health left. <laughs> but yeah, it's not your it's not your four cost card that you spent an entire turn to put out. I will. I'll point out another card that's easy to miss because it's not in your play area. Uh, under surveillance. Oh yeah. You technically control that card, and technically that could cause the scheme to to thread out. Yep. Yeah, because usually when I play, I put it over. You know, you attach it yeah. to the main scheme, so it's way up there. Yeah. Oh, that is deliciously villainous. Yeah. yeah. Good. See what I mean? These cards are all. They seem simple, but they have some neat interactions that can just really hose yeah. you. And they have a lot of threat. Yeah. Um, but we're not done with this set, guys. Oh my goodness. I love this card. Citywide Crisis. This is the one that really puts the cherry on top. Uh, no, I'm not going to make up a lore segment on the spot. Citywide Crises are bad. <laughs> uh, Alright, when revealed. Resolve each when revealed ability on each side scheme in play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If no when revealed ability was resolved this way, place two threat on each scheme. And as a boost effect, resolve this card's when revealed ability. Oh, that's so good. You know what this card is really good in? Hella. If you if this card comes out and you don't have any of the other side schemes from this out, it puts threat everywhere. Oh, so right. So on, on the schemes you're trying to clear, on the main schemes that are already under pressure, uh, it can really slow the game down a lot. And it happens in one of my videos that will be up at oh, some point. Yeah. Exciting. Citywide Crisis hits me like two or three times. And then there's there's two of these in the deck. There's so two of them. That's yeah. so great. Now, I don't know how a Citywide Crisis affected Hell, but... <laughs> well... That's, that's a darker lore segment. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'll be taking that on later. Don't worry. Um, okay, so pop quiz. How many side oh. schemes... Or how many, I guess it's how many schemes have a when revealed effect? How many schemes? How many schemes? Even the main schemes, schemes, hey? No, how many side schemes? How many side okay. schemes? Right, side schemes? Um, I mean, I don't even know how many side schemes there are in the game at this point. I'm going to say 13, Steve. I'm going to say 60%. No, you got you to gotta pick an actual number. <laughs> I can't do the percentage. I don't know the percentage. I'll tell you, Daniel is far too low. Yeah, I thought he was. Yeah, it's going to be okay. like 32. 44. Wow. 44 side schemes. So things like a mess of things that came out in uh, Green Goblin. You have Absorbing Man's Avalanche. I mean, there's just a ton. Bomb Scare has a when revealed. Now, some of the when reveals aren't too exciting. Bomb Scare has just put more threat out. But, I mean, Breaking and Taken has one too. But uh, But there's other interesting ones like... Mm. Um, cornered staff from crossbones. Uh, you know you're gonna discard cards from the top of the encounter deck. You're gonna uh, corrupted time stream, forcing people to discard random cards. I mean, there's just a ton uh, that are out there. That's awesome. Let's see. So I was trying to think of some that were really interesting. Um, a lot, a lot of them just add threat to to it, but you might. Say you were playing um, Strange and you had to open the Dark Dimension out. That steals a card from the Invocation deck when it's revealed. Oh, <laughs> you're going to steal a second one. So 
there's some interesting ones. Uh, Ultron's Imperative is another one. You put the top two cards of your deck out as a drone, so you have more drones. I know you guys hate drones, so there's even more drones. So you got to be careful because mm. <laughs> you can really do yourself in. Yeah, jeez. Okay, so have a look here. What does self-preservation do? Is that how one revealed? Sorry, I immediately turned to Nebula because uh, she's the punching bag. No, and she doesn't no, know what revealed. No, get it right. Never mind. But, but but even back to the core, uh, the Masters of Evil side scheme goes and fetches the Master of Evil minion when it's revealed. Oh yeah. So there's another one, right? I mean, that's funny because yeah, both ways, right? You could have something with no when revealed effects, and then just adds threat everywhere, or just the crazy when revealed effects. That's that's so neat. There's a good chance that you're going to have plus. I mean, you're just going to have all of these ones possibly out, so you know that this right. is coming. So like, makes you want to get rid of these, so you don't lose more cards that you control or have to put out another minion. Yeah. So this this segues into how I feel about this set as a whole. So if I may, I have said there are a couple there are a couple of times that we've seen a modular set where I've been like, you should just put this in, like as an extra one, throw it in. I feel that way about this one. You all know how I feel about the yellow cards and the justice people and i feel like they can they can take care of threat too easily so i like the pressure that this modular sets put on puts on justice i can see that and you know gives them some like a lot of decisions to make every turn right there's fires everywhere and i think especially if you're playing with four players and two of you are justice or something i think this should just get added to something else and the other reason I think it should be added on top of another modular set is so that this card, Citywide Crisis, has more possibilities. Yes. You know, because you wouldn't necessarily put it with Masters of Evil, usually. Right. And so, right. but what if you did? That'd be fun. And it's only six cards, and it's all acceleration anyway. So yeah. the whole, like, the, the you know, like the big complaint about stuff in a villain deck full of modular sets is that it not only dilutes the deck a little bit and the combos of the deck itself, but also then takes a lot longer to cycle through this right, time it cycles it, through itself anyway because of all the acceleration tokens yeah yeah it it fixes that problem so i think you just chuck it in especially if you got a like a really good justice deck um challenge that player a little bit more those are my two pennies mike steve what do you think uh i think that's hilarious and uh i was just i was just thinking um that they've been a lot of the newer scenarios have been set up so that you add two modular sets so I think they're starting to go in that direction anyways. Awesome. Where it's sure. actually giving you the option. But uh, yeah, no, you're right. I This is absolutely something to just throw in there if you want to. It's only six cards. It's not the, yeah. the biggest set either. Well, and it comes in the hoods pack where you're playing with, uh, I don't know, you go pick out seven modular sets and you might put three or four of them in or five. I, I, I can't quite remember how many you can max out at. So this is a great option for the hood because like Daniel says, you'll you'll just see it more, and it builds off of the other random modular sets that you're also putting in there. Yeah. So, yeah. I will also give it a shout out to Legions of Hydra, which has the when revealed effect of bringing Madame Hydra into play. <laughs> oh yeah. And doesn't she have a, a special thing where you can't take threat off while she's in play, or yeah, yeah. you can't, can't take, take threat off of her scheme. Okay. Yeah, while she's around. Got it. Well, same with uh, what maybe Doomsday Chair. Does that one go get Modok? <laughs> <laughs> Another reason not to kill him. Yeah. Right. You're really gonna play by Moose's rule there and just just leave him. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys had to rate this set, and you do have to rate this set, 
Mm. That's what your job is here when we reach the end of a modular set is to rate it. So what would you rate it? A minus. I think that the side schemes themselves could be a little bit more interesting, though I like that they are and what they do. Citywide Crisis is like is an A plus card. Yeah. So I mean, I, and I like it, and it's it's an A minus with the assumption that you throw it in every one of your games. This is the the one you know where everyone is you know they're they're look they're they're in class they're writing their tests they're getting their grades and like that kid in the corner that no one's ever seen all semester like who are you <laughs> oh oh you got an A okay. <laughs> This is people are going to overlook this. They're going to overlook this, especially a couple sets from now, because it's not flashy. So I think we definitely take Daniel's advice and just shuffle it in with the standard encounter deck. You know what I did, taking Daniel's advice, where he suggested back on issue 102 that we shuffle in the expert two card that goes and fetches your nemesis. I started doing that, and that was a lot of fun. So Daniel, you give good advice, and people should follow it. Thank you. That's true. I forget Thanks. the name of that card already. Seek and destroy. Seek and destroy. That's it. Uh, I put it in a game, a deck, and it came up, and I had to go fetch my nemesis. Wow. So that means in expert mode, there are now, if you have the right encounter sets together, you could have three cards that fetch your nemesis minion. If you're playing the Kang. Titan Shadow. Yeah. Oh, if you're playing Kang, then that's uh, also three. Yeah. Yep. So that's sort of a side scheme segment there, talking about our games. We've been putting out more videos. Mike's Hooded Titan game has been streaming on Thursdays. I've been putting up some random stuff on Saturdays. Um, but we have a little yeah. game up segment that we haven't done in forever, yeah. I feel so like. Do you mind if I if I do a quick um, apology on air? Mm, please. Um, <laughs> I feel like I owe Daniel an apology for making fun of him in our Lord of the Rings uh, games on Mondays for reading all of a card except for the last line. Um, and then I do that with two cards in my Adam Warlock deck. <laughs> and I do that not for a play, not for a game, but an entire seven-run series. Uh, but we decided to post it anyways, because the the discords said that we should, because they're fun games. Just, just go with it. Just go with it. It's still fun times. I will uh, absolutely try to adjust my mistakes. Um, yeah. Daniel, you're right. It, the cards work a lot better when you don't read that last line. Exactly. Yeah. Like, this is overpowered. Yeah, yeah sure is. <laughs> <laughs> or it, uh, this is what I did in a recent gameplay, and I called myself out on it on the video, but um, Fear of Kang. Were you not allowed to attack Kang? And I comment, ah, oh, Fear of Kang, great. I don't really, I'm not really scared of this. And then uh, a turn or two later, I just attack Kang. Even though the card is right there in front of me, and I probably touch it like four times to make room for other cards. So there's a lot going on. Yeah. It's a lot going on. It's it's hard to do 100% perfect. So you can't beat yourself up over it, I think. Yeah. No, it's. And and I know if I re recorded it, I would just do some other mistakes. So no, it's out there. I'll figure out some kind of. (laughs) That's how we'll go about this. Well, it's just doing what we say heroes do. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. You just cheated. Whatever. Yeah. How else am I going to win? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's a that's a fine mea culpa there, Mike. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, play the game you want to play. <laughs> yeah. Play the game you thought the way it was meant to be played. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, yeah. Uh... <laughs> oh, take well. a take a sharpie. Yeah. And go over the last sentence in most cards. 
<laughs> and you'll be fine. Uh, it's always near the bottom where you get the limit per turns and the hidden cost. Yeah. Yeah. So just get rid of it. Yep. Yep. So, Steve, you're saying about gang up? Yeah. So if you want to watch other people play, uh, and they probably make less mistakes than Mike and I, but we had asked in our 100-issue <laughs> survey to send us some information on lesser-known resources in the game. And we did get some information about uh, YouTube streamers who play games. So I just had a few I wanted to sure. mention that I, I hadn't known about before or I hadn't really taken a, a serious look at. And I went back and took a look at. Um, so there's one called The Living Card Gamer. Okay. Stream, streaming videos out there. Uh, Daniel, I think you mentioned this one a long time ago. Fossil Ridge Gaming. He's showing videos out there too of the game. You have Northern Lights over Arkham. Got Marvel games on there. I just discovered too. Friend of the show, Board Game Lawyer, has a YouTube channel with videos on it. Nicely done. Uh, and then a few of the more, maybe more well-known ones, but still with good videos uh, for folks. Uh, Dale, the Casual Gamer, he's got Marvel Champions games. Tano Games, formerly the Hall of Cards, that's back up and running now. And then Who does that. Elisar uh, uh, is a Discord name they go by. Tano yes, now. That, that's Elisar. Yep. Okay, yeah, no, Elisar uh, yep. does, does good work. Yep. Now uh, I'm excited I, to, to touch base with him again. Yep. And then uh, the One Stop Co-op Shop, you can find some videos as well. And of course, people like Marvel Champions Monthly, uh, Critical Encounters, those guys, they're all putting out videos too. Critical Encounters, I hear good things about those guys. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, I think Fossil Ridge Gaming might be where I found that awesome Thor deck. I it think he be. may have been might have been playing that really cool cool Thor deck and talking about the strategy behind it. Like it was not just a gameplay video, but also like a piloting video, which made it really neat. Yeah. So what we have done on our YouTube, if you if you go to our YouTube and you go to the channels that we like, I've listed all of them out so you can find links to all of these YouTube channels to watch them play after you're done watching us play. Sweet. That's it. That's my gang up. Yeah, and thanks to the folks who uh, clued us into some of these. Okay, so before we have Mike take us out, we have a little announcement. We have a giveaway, right, guys? Woo! Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. Dana, don't, you, don't you have some stuff? Me? Yeah. You. I possess no stuff. No, you know who has the stuff is our previous contest winner, Jamie O. Jamie won our 100th issue giveaway. That Daniel sent stuff off to him, and he sent stuff to us to give away to you folks listening at home. Is that nice? This yeah. guy is a great villain. Yeah. So it's paying it forward, right? Right. That's so cool. Yeah. With no ulterior motives, there's no evil scheme. I mean, I, there probably is, but we're not going to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> we are fully supportive of this evil That's scheme. That's right. What you could do is you can go to our social media. You can find a link to a Google form. And what we want you to do is take a look at this contest. We're going to give away a vision pack and a oh. Valkyrie pack. Oh. The entire hero packs for both. Wow. Right. I mean, you know, big thank you to Jamie. has a lot of cool green cards. Ugh, green cards. Yeah. Um, the contest is very easy. We want you to go. We want you to write us a little story why either vision or Valkyrie are terrible people. Why these so-called heroes really aren't heroes. Oh, that practically writes itself. Yeah. Something funny, something serious. Um, 
you pick. If you're writing about Vision, we're going to include you in the Vision giveaway. If you write about Valkyrie, we're going to include you in the Valkyrie giveaway. If you write about both, you're in both. You can write and tell us why these so-called heroes are really terrible people. Or, or what I would prefer to hear is talk to us about their nemesis, Ultron or Enchantress. And what makes those two the real heroes of the game? I mean, they're not really villains. They're just misunderstood. I'm so excited to read these stories. They don't have to be lore accurate. They can be based on gameplay. They can be based on anything you like. Um, so you can write about Ultron, Enchantress, Vision, or Valkyrie, and we will include you. What we're going to do is we'll pick our three favorites, and then we'll randomly choose among those three. So for each pack. You can make stuff up. They can be in a bizarre love triangle. <laughs> now, Mike, stop giving these guys ideas. Well, this is very exciting. Looking forward to it, everybody. Please write in. It will run the contest for a few weeks, and then we'll just close it without warning. So hurry up. <laughs> without warning. How villainous. Well, Mike, where do the fine people find us? Hey, folks. Have you screwed up royally in one of your games? Do you have a funny tale to tell? I would love to know because it would make me feel a little better. <laughs> Email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Big Foam Loaf, and Wandering Duke. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Hood, take us out. There is a new world order coming. This is just the first step of the new Illuminati. Illuminati.